Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Super Bowl is here, and you can get in on all the action at betonline.ag. Tampa Bay, the first team in history to play for the title on their home field, is currently a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Kansas City is looking to go back-to-back, and if they do, it'll be the first time it's happened in almost two decades. BetOnline has hundreds of props on the game, including game MVP, margin of victory, and even the length of the national anthem. Always available online or on your mobile device. Visit BetOnline today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. BBN, it's that time. It's time for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. I'm here with Double Zero, the 96 champ, the NBA vet, NBA vet TD, Tony Depp. What's up, TD? Man, I'm happy to be here. It's, it's going to be a fun night. I'm excited about our guest tonight. So you you went out surprised me again, man. We got some special people here. You can introduce my, well, a, a one of my favorite teammates I played with and got traded with. You know, just an unbelievable vet but just uh, taught me so much about the game, you know, from Baltimore. When I say rugged, tough, knows, no one knew the game at the level he knew it at, you know, and just being a an elite high school player and to go to Wake Forest and make it to the NBA. I mean, this dude right here has done, I mean, fabulous, marvelous things at, at the highest level. And what made it so special was that, you know, he was a leader on and off the court, you know, and I enjoyed and loved playing with the one and only, Muggsy, go. <laughs> Muggsy, what's up, man? Man, I'm, I'm ha- hey, hey, I got excited, man. When I, when I, when I hit the video, I was like, damn, that's yeah. my dude, dude. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it doesn't, doesn't get any better than that, you know. And, and not, not to leave you out, Sam. Hey, yeah, you part cool. of, you part of what we're doing too, man. But you know, with the see, to see this dude right here, man. Hey, it's, it, I, I love that dude. Yeah, Sam. You know, Sam. That's my counterpart right there. That's my. My 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 feet off man doing our show, so uh, okay. I'm happy having her. But yeah, I appreciate you know TD. It was it was such was an honor, man, uh, to have you as a rookie. You know, <laughs> as you came in, you know, coming in from Kentucky, you know, being uh, being a champion, you know, being able to fulfill your dreams on the college yeah. collegiate level, no and doubt. you know, not not knowing what to expect on that next level. You don't you don't know, man. No, no, right. because that's a whole new world, you know, and I had to go through that process, you know, when I got drafted by the Bullets and then with Moses Malone, the late me, rest in peace, and my guy, right. my new bow, man, he rest in peace. You mm. know, those guys in the Daryl Walkers of the world, they kind of took me under my wing and took me the ins and out of the game. So I had to 
pass it forward. You know, when you came in, that's what I wanted to do, make sure right. that you, you know, understood what that NBA game was all about and, and how to adjust. And we did get traded together. We did. We did, man. And go, to, <laughs> and go, to, go to state. But, you know, those were the, those were the times where, you know, that's the, the nature of the NBA. You know, that's the business. Hey. Side of it. But, but but you know I think the the first time you get traded you know you take it personal and and, and I think you know when both of us when we played we couldn't wait to you know what we circled the Hornets on the schedule I, I know you did not did because I yeah. felt they I felt they did you wrong for all that you had given to that organization mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. me I felt like they had given up on me they had really didn't give it didn't give me a chance mm-hmm. really to blossom into a player. And as I was telling you know, Vinny, I said the same thing happened when we, my first year at Kentucky was that I didn't play a lot, you know, but it took me time, like you said, go from high mm-hmm. school to college to get acclimated, make an adjustment. And I just felt like they didn't give me enough time really to learn a position that you was a master at. And I was learning up on your tutelage, you know, so I'm like, as long as I stay here, I'm with Muggsy. He's going to take me on his wing. I'm going to learn how to play this position at a professional level. But you just can't throw me out there when it was a position I had that I didn't play in college. So as soon as we got traded, man, I, when I tell you I was lit up when I saw Charlotte Hornets come to California, man, it was on. Yeah, was yeah. On. But see, but this this is gonna take you back. You know, when we was before we got traded, you know, you know, because I've been there for nine years. I've been there and I was state with Charlotte and everything was going well. And then we had a, you know, a, I'd say a regime change, a coaching change. Right. In terms of what Dave Cowboys came in and so forth. And you remember during preseason, <laughs> they was trying to mess with me a little bit because they didn't want to kind of have a competition, so to speak, between right. me and David Wesley, so to speak. So they kind of, and we was playing New York. And that's the first time in the Hornets history I haven't played in the game. They had me sitting on the bench. Yeah, I do remember that. The yep. crowd going crazy, putting my in, blah, 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 and they blowing us out so forth. So Dave Cobb, he couldn't take it anymore. So that's when the that was the drawing, the line was being drawn. They figured they had right. to get me out of there. Yeah. And then when we got to Washington, when, when we got to Washington and they said that we got traded, you know I could have blocked the trade. Oh, and I know I, that, man. And I, and, and I told, well, well, that's what I told you. I said, do you really want to go? Yeah, you did. You did. You I did. said, do you really want to go? Because I could block it. You know, I could mess yeah. with them. You know, you know, it ain't going to bother me. I could mess with you. You said, well, you know, hey, they don't want me. Then I want to go. Then I say, hey, let's go ahead and make this decision. We right. had, went on to California. And, and, of course, when it's walked into a situation with, was kind of <laughs> crazy. Where it became national news in that PGA <laughs> screwed incident. So, uh, and I mean, that, that was a crazy, that was within itself. I mean, we weren't there within a month. And that, hey man, that, hey, 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 actually, you no, know, hey, hey, we got to get into this story, man. But, <laughs> but it all started with, you know, I, I don't know if you, you probably remember the game. The Lakers was like blowing yeah, us out, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can be by like 40 piece. So, yeah, Shaq coming they, down the court. Hey, he takes free out the game, free walk by. He said, man, you effing joke, man. I was like, dang. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, that's yeah, that's, that, was, that was personal, man. So, yeah. you know, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, they going back and forth. And he had kicked free out of practice a couple of times. I'm like, man, this is, you know, I'm like, these dudes tripping right here. Because I told him when, when Muggs and I got there, I think they were like 0-10, 0-11. I'm like, no, nah, man, we we already won some games. We in a part of our undefeated shit that's going on here. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So long story short, man, that that day, I think I, I want to say Spree was making passes to you. But that was, I was going to tell you that. Here it is. 
Me and Spree was down on there. We had a little rapping fire and you know shooting going on. And Spree was down there. Actually, I was passing. Spree was passing to me, and I'm doing my rapping fire. And PJ came walking down there and said, uh, "You know, put something on the pass to Muggsy." And me and Spree kind of looked at each other. What the hell he talked about? <laughs> so he kind of walked out again and he came back and then he, you know, said a little, put a little explicit in there. What's the fuzzy? So Spree, Spree looked around. I'm looking at it. Spree just got fed up because everything just kind of built yeah. up. Yeah, it was. Slammed the ball like, man, I'm tired of you fucking with me, blah, blah, blah. Then that's when everything kind of took off, yeah. man. It was crazy. But, you know, that's what that was our experience at the, at that, on that Warriors time. But, I was proud of you, though, how you continue to move on. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and start to understand what the NBA was all about. And then you yeah. found your way. Yeah. You know, finding your niche and finding your way in time. You know, when you got out to Phoenix and, you know, it felt good out there. Right. You know, and opportunity to really, you know, showcase and let them all know what TD was all about. Right. Yeah, it, it, it was real, man. It, it, it was just, you know, like I said, once you get traded and, and just seeing how the business works. And I think that's where – you know, we have good veterans like yourself, Matt Geiger, you know, um, mm -hmm. Anthony Mason, God rest his soul, Vladdy Divock. Mm -hmm. Like, I came in with some with some solid dudes, man. And and for me, having been a college graduate, you know, it was kind of understanding, you know, the pace. Everything was fast. You know, you get money, you traveling. I mean, you got so much attention now. So, I mean, it's heightened at a whole nother level. And, you know, how do you stay humble when – everybody knows who you are and what you're doing. And, and I can only imagine if we played this era right now with social media, you know, mm. it's like everywhere you go, people know where you at, what you're doing and who you're doing, who you're doing it with. And for us, you know, it, we really kind of kept our lives discreet because, you know, when you're married, you have family, you have kids, is that you're trying to protect your kids more than anything. You know, we, we're grown men. We know how to, how to handle and conduct ourselves, but, when you have a family, you're really thinking about how can I protect my kids and, and my legacy live on. So it was, you know, I learned so much from that first year playing with you guys and us getting traded together. You know, we always remained friends. And every time I saw you, I was like, man, I have so much respect for, you know, just you making it out of Baltimore, man. You know, you played on, on a uh, prolific high school team with, you know, with so many pros. But, you know, just yourself, you know, not looking. I tell people, I say, it's not, it's not about your height. It's about your heart. It's about your love. And it's about your desire. And once you learn how to play the game of basketball, and even as I have started my basketball academy, it's really about, I say, I don't care about height. I care about kids that can play basketball and have a basketball IQ. I say, I know a lot of 6'9", six, 6'10", six, foot guys that can't play a lick of basketball. And, and we and we play, we might have played one or two of them that, that they hated because of their height, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't because they were skilled. It was just oh, like, your ass was tall, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we brought something special. You brought something special to the game, man. And, and you know, I, I commend you, and I know you probably hear it all the time, is that, you know, just looking looking at a player like you and everything you you accomplished, man, you know, and just to be an ambassador for the, you know, for the Charlotte Hornets, you know, I, I, thought, I thought it was long overdue. I thought, you know, I know people in organizations, um, you know, they try to keep professional, but when someone like yourself come through an organization, you should always have a position until you decide to say, hey, I want to walk away from this game. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and uh, when I get opportunity, when I, you know, especially talking to kids or talk to anyone, you know, one thing you want to let them understand that tall, small, you know, basketball is a game for all. 
And yeah. it's, a, it's, 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 it's a, if you have the ability to play, you have the un understanding, you know, how to keep climbing the ladders at your position, then you'll be in the opportunity, you'll be in a position where somebody's going to see that talent and somebody's right. going to, you know, be able to, you're going to be able to display that on a, on whatever level that may be, you know, and these small guards today, you know, the game is totally different for me. Right. I understood the knowledge I had and that obtained allowed me to climb the ladders that I was able to, to reach. You know, it was, it was not only just my skill set and my athleticism, but it was the knowledge that I had. Because being small, you got to understand how to be able to maneuver and how to change the mindsets of these coaches. Because during right. our era, it was all about big odds, big odds, big odds. Right. And right. we had to break down that barrier in terms of, you know, being serious, taken seriously. You know, and for me, I had to change the game on both ends of the floor. You yeah. Know, and make sure that they understood that. And that's what I make sure I let kids know. You know, and that's, and you know, because once you get to that level and coming from where we come, came from, you know, it started at an early age. You know, yeah. me, the Reggie Doors, the May Rest in Peace, my buddy, you know, mm -hmm. Reggie Williams, the David Wingates. Yeah. You know, we were blessed and fortunate enough to grow up in the same area, you know, from Baltimore and fortunate right. enough to play on the same high school team to where we was able to assemble to where they got a documentary out called the Baltimore Boys. So, I mean, those were, those were the, you know, guys that push you. And when they push you, you know, you guys have the same goals, the same aspirations, you know, you easily stay on that same path. But when you have a, a guy that's orchestrating it, the one that's behind the scenes that's really making it all happen, that was Coach Wade. That was our high school coach. Okay. He, he was the key behind it all because he checked all those egos. You know, right. there was some big egos that he was dealing with. <laughs> and, you know, so you got to be able to check them and dealing with these kids at that age, you know, coming from the atmosphere we came from, many of us didn't have fathers in our house. So, right. you know, we all needed something totally, you know, in a mentor, you know, situation. And he was able to provide that, you know, right. everybody needed something totally different. And he understood that. And that's what made it so special for us. And that's one of the reasons why we was able to chemistry work everything was able to, you know, work as he see and had us really thinking as student athletes because, you know, dumb jocks was so heavy terminology back in our era. The right. Dumb jock, the dumb jock. So he changed that concept, that whole narrative about you're a student athlete. And with us right. being able to conduct ourselves as student athletes, you know, we was able to reach our ultimate goals. I'm going to let you guys hop in. We happy to have the Believe in Hornets crew up in here on Believe in Kentucky, crossing it up, TV. We got, we got <laughs> Smith, the great Muggsy Bogues. We was talking before you hopped on. Sam got some Kentucky connections as well. He, he spent a little time in the Bluegrass State too, TD. Oh, what's up, Sam? Tell us, man, what, what's happening? I don't, I don't know, man. Fill me in. Yeah, so in a former life, I was a TV <laughs> news reporter. Okay. That's what I went to school for. I did it for five and a half years and got out when I could. Uh, <laughs> two of those five and a half years were spent at WKYT I know uh, that. in Lexington. Okay. Uh, so Bill Bryant, Sam Dick, um, that channel um, in Lexington. And I, I was on the news side, so I didn't get to do much with the athletics side, unless it was like tournament time. Right. Or just general, like UK, like, like university-wide stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I know Lexington well. Um, I spent two years there and I loved, I loved it there. So yeah. It blew me away. I had, I went in with like no expectations on like the city 
you hear Kentucky, you think a certain thing, and then you get there, oh, yeah. and it's like, no, this isn't isn't it's like that at all. Man. Yeah. And I saw a lot of Kentucky <laughs> <Born and Goose. laughs> uh, from the like Southern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, uh, Eastern. I went all, all over the place. But yeah, um, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to also happy to just kind of sit back and listen to you guys talk. Like this is this is great. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I haven't caught up with my young fella in a minute. It's been a yeah. while. I feel I this know, way. Man. I feel the same way hosting with TD as you do hosting Believe in Hornets with Muggs. Yeah. I, listen, I listen to your trailer, the intro episode, and you're like, I'm. I'm it's gonna be believing horns with me and, and Muggsy Rose. Yeah. But they emailed me and told me that you know Tony Delk is coming along. I'm like TD. I'm like, dude, I watched him win the title, the first title Kentucky won. I was old enough to remember he was one of the best players on the team. So I'm I'm in the same boat as you hosting with TD as you are hosting with Muggsy, man. I feel you. Yeah, I started a uh, a Hornets fan channel on YouTube, Sam Dracula. Okay. YouTube.com slash Sam Dracula. Want to check it out? Uh, <laughs> and uh, the folks that run the podcast network DM me. I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast with a, a Charlotte Hornets legend? I'm like, okay, this isn't real. There's no way this is real. And then it turned out to be very real. <laughs> so we're here. <laughs> Been having a blast ever since, too. Yes. yes. Now, you yeah, got, like yeah. I said, man, the thing, like I said, what, what he accomplished, but just, you know, just how he moved, man. It was just, you know, just watching. Just watching a professional, I think as the league has changed, you know, and even as, you know, they was trying to push some of the older guys out, you know, because, you know, and as much as I know, you know, it's a business. And mm -hmm. when owners have these teams and you get into that ninth and 10th and 11th and 12th year, they pretty much know you got some tread on them tires. They're trying to bring them young dudes in, but you still got game left because even going back to Muggsy, he still could play, you know, and, and I'm watching him, you know, at the end and I'm thinking like, dang, you know, I'm going to get there someday and how are they going to treat me at the end? You know, cause it's still, your, your knowledge is still there. Yeah. You lose some athleticism, some speed. That's a part of everyone aging, but it don't take away from, you know, your game, you know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, as we leave the game and it's like, okay, where do we fit back into the NBA? Cause it's, and Muggy tell you, it's tough to get back in. It's like, man, you, you give your life and you, you do all these things for the NBA and it's like, okay, when I'm coming back looking for, for employment, man, them dudes are like doors are shutting like left and right. I'm like, hey, you know, and here's the here's here's the bad part about it. You would think we're bad dudes. Like we had criminal records, you know, we had some felonies. I'm like, I can understand that, but when you have great dudes that finished, did things the right way, and now it's like, hey, we just coming back, help us out. So mm. I always found it was tough, man, for you know, try to chase that dream of being an executive, getting into a front office position. And, uh, you know, it was just doing that. And I was like, you know what, let me just go back and build a career, start doing youth basketball, you know, and just help these younger kids out and help those kids like kind of bridge the gap. Because now when you're trying to chase something and you feel like you're not wanted, it's like, man, let me just move on. So yeah. that's where I was forced to do uh, a few years ago. I like I said, did the commentating, which I still do occasionally. But, you know, in my mind, kind of like with Muggs, you know, we, we have sharp minds, you know, so we know we can put a roster together, we can draft, we can we can go scout players. We have all that ability. But it's like, hey, you know what? We don't need that. We're going to start mm -hmm. this intern. We ain't going to pay him nothing. But mm -hmm. we gonna we want you guys to keep begging us to come back and, and work. I'm like, no, dude, we're not doing that. And I said, because the thing with us, we worked hard. We know we know what hard work is. We didn't just get to the NBA by luck. Like, that's years of hard work. 
So don't discredit what we did to get here when it comes time for y'all to hire us. And I don't think because none of our, you know, none of us are in position to hire each other. And then if we do, it's like, okay, I got to worry about this dude taking my job. You know, there's jealousy amongst the, the culture. And that's the one thing I've always hated over the years is that we're not in position. We, we, we dominate the game because of, you know, our popularity in the game. But then you start looking at the executive position, like where do we fit in at? Well, you know, as players, you know, I hope all the players understand, you know, that when that transition comes about, that's the transition. That's what is going to happen. And you got to be prepared for it. Because yeah. the thing about it, NBA is a forget you leave. You know, that's what it's all about. And it's also about who you know. Yeah. And, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, go back and all that you've done for an organization all that you've given to the community, whatever that right. case may be, you know, that they, they don't care about that anymore. They moved on and they want to say if that's something that it doesn't fit out, you know, they will out things that we're doing at this particular time. Right. You know, hey, how why are we gonna, you know, we're not gonna do anything special to bring him in because <clears> we didn't pay him all this money already. He didn't had we didn't did him. He should have did well with his money. You right. know, that's how they think, you know, feel like, well, we ain't doing them no favors. That's why right. when older players, when they retire and they all the lead and all of a sudden they trying to come back and make a team, you know, they're looking at them. Then they go down to the D lead and try to, that's a waste. Why are you going to do that? These guys ain't going to bring you back up. No. Nope. Because, again, they looking for younger players, keeping the younger, and the older veteran players is going to be probably one, two at the most. So they're not going to bring no guys. So you got to really understand, you know, if you want a job in that industry, you know, it got to be specific. If you want to be a GM, of course, it got to be who you know. Right. You know, in that regards, because they got to have some sort of idea that, man, he's qualified. He's able to do that. Look at a guy like Sean Marks that wound up now with Brooklyn. You know, he played with me in, in Toronto. You know, you sit back and like, you know, guys like that. But I'm happy for Sean. Sean's smart, yeah. but he yeah. got an opportunity. And those things, you know, presented for himself. And, you know, just now you go back and look at talking about the coaching situation. And then how they say right. Steve Nash wound up getting a coach, not even being able to ever coach on the right. sidelines. But it's, you know, it, could, who be you know. it could be a privileged situation you yep. know, going on. But it could, and then also Durant and Kyrie, they, they vouch for it. You know, when you yep. got to superstars, it's all about who's calling the shots and who's trying to say who you know, who have that voice in that particular organization to pull that trigger to bring you all on. But many of us, as we know, we got to go ahead and, and, and reinvent ourselves and yeah. more or less, yeah. you know, decide, okay, Hey, I'm creative enough. You know, if they right. don't want to offer me what I want, then I'm not going to settle in and just take something just to be part of something. Right. You know, we come too far and, you know, we understand it too much. When we'll, you know, we'll be back and just settle for just a handout. And I, I think that's what's been important, you know, you know, we're just talking about, you know, just where we are right now. And you said something that's very important is that we have to reinvent ourselves because if we're still waiting on the opportunity, you know, just going out to Vegas, doing the summer league, talking to these guys, and they're telling you, like, yeah, man, give me a call back with summer league. They don't answer a call. And, you know, then they get they take these positions and you'd be like, OK, let me call my, my man and say what's up to him. You know, and it's like, man, what you want? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, really? I mean, that's how we that's that's how we gonna operate now. And I think most of the time 
you know, once we get there, it's like we kind of forget the path that we took and not knowing, you know, within a year or two, because they fire your ass before you know it. You know, you don't get a chance mm. really, you know, to get three or four or five years into your deal if, if you're losing. I said, you know, they they will they will definitely fire you. So, and we do notice too, that there's not that many job opportunities, you know, in NBA. You got to look at the number of teams and, you know, it was only, you only got 30, 30 GM jobs, you know, and they don't come available that often. It's not like every year you got 12, 12 GM jobs that are available. You know, them dudes usually keep those jobs for five to 10 years, seven years. And when they do come, they do come uh, available. It's like the assistant GM. He's right in, he's right in line. So, it's always been hard for us to get in and especially as we finish our career, because let's think our career finished at 35, 36. If an intern has been with that organization for seven, eight years, he's in line to get that position. So they want us to start all the way back over and say, okay, we want you to, to re to restart basketball, which we are, you know, I'm going to say our knowledge is probably at the highest level, that it's going to be, especially towards the end, because then we're seeing everything that the game is really slowed down in our minds and we're able to make better decisions based on, you know, just the knowledge and uh, all the experience of, uh, of playing. And why wouldn't I, as a as a president, hire Muggsy Bowles? You know, why wouldn't I bring him in and say, hey, man, as I'm assembling, putting this team together, let's go out and scout some of these guys, bring them in, man, because I really want to build a championship team, caliber team, and I need your experience. I need your eyes. I need your knowledge. Man, I would eat that up. Yeah, well, but, you know, first you got to look and who are on the teams. <laughs> uh, know, yeah. Who are on the teams. We got one, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a majority right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but again, the thing about it, it's about uh, when those situations come about, it's all who's in line, you know, and it could be, again, it's the player, but that player got to be able to have a relationship, you know, look like, you know, go back to where a Poland, he had a relationship with Wes Unsell, you know, so Wes mm -hmm. Unsell was one of the, uh, one of the very few, you look at Wayne Embry, you know, and when Wayne Embry at Cleveland, he was one of the very few. So, and, but as those guys kind of move on and you look and see, who else was there? Then you looked at once upon a time, Michael, he brought in a guy like Ron Higgins, you know, Rod. Right. Rod had a, but then you look around, then only one, look at Toronto and, 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 uh, and, and uh, Masai, you know? Yeah. So it's only, it's going to be one, one here, there. Right. Yeah. Elgin Baylor for a long time. Back, what, 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 back. Yeah, Elgin, Elgin Baylor, yeah, back in there with the Clippers, you're right, you know? But so those times it's like, now here we are in 2021 and we're still in the same situation, you know, yeah. not only that for that, but for the coaches, look at what happened with the coaches. I yeah. People that passed over, we are fortunate enough that where, uh, uh, Rollins, uh, uh, little Silas was able to, uh, Steve Silas was able to get a, yeah. a great job. Finally, you know, in Houston, by being an assistant for 19 years, you know, <laughs> winning, having a, having won it, Golden State and being able to develop those guys and then come to Charlotte and then finally get an opportunity. And then when you do get it, the guys want to leave. You yeah. Know? But, yeah. Uh, but that's just how it goes. And no, no fault of those guys who want to leave, but he acquired some guys that's really uh, talented as well. But just to, just to pick, just to, you know, kind of finish up on that, on the point is that 
It's about, you know, that still situation where the systemic is no longer, uh, is continued to be, you know, in, in the system. That's the system. Systemic racism is always going to take place. And until that be addressed, you know, it's always going to be, the odd, we're always going to be the odd ones out. Well, I, I think it's hard to address because, like you said, you know, if you look at the the 30 owners, when you have one that's only a minority, I mean, it's, it's hard for them to hire someone that they didn't grow with it, that they're not, they know us, but they're not really, we're not a part of their culture. You know what I'm saying? So that makes it hard when it's easy for me to hire one of my own. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, he's one of my own. I see him. I talk to him. You know, we yeah. kind of probably probably like in the same circle of people you know it'll be like us on a on on, on the on the playground you know we're gonna probably if i see a couple of white guys over there i have a couple of brothers i'm probably gonna pick the brothers you know what i'm saying i'm like man i know what these dudes these some tough dudes you know i'm not i don't know about the dude but them dudes right there could be some good shooters though you'd be like okay let me let me look at this situation okay so let's you, let's get them opportunity man like like and, and i think that's all we have been looking for yourself at at some point in time i've been looking looking for the same thing and i was like man i just need opportunity you know because with that opportunity i'll at least have a chance and i'll say you know what at least i gave my all i tried it but when you never get that chance man it's always in the back of your mind like man what if i knew the right person they helped me out put me in position and could I have been successful? Because now you know what it takes to put a good team together, to, to have a championship quality team based on your knowledge and who you want to draft or who you want to trade for, who you want to sign as free agent. Yeah. Like, like, it, like, think about this. It, it, it would have been a joy and so much fun to start doing that. You know what I'm saying? But like every, every summer, man, here we go. Here we go again. You know, yeah. I'm talking to all these basketball minds and like, hey, dude, we're trying to put a championship caliber team here together. Mm -hmm. You know, but it, it's like, I'm like, dang, man. I mean, there's so many, so many of us out there. And I'm like, yeah. I always want like, it's a, whole bunch of, it's a whole bunch of us out there. But again, you know, for one, it has to be acknowledged, which I do love the NBA because that's one thing they become, they're becoming a player league. And they start yep. to make, they start to do, they start to make steps in that regards. And, you know, you look at Mark Cuban, you know, Willie Hine and, and, you know, who do you bring it in in terms of addressing certain uh, social issues that's, you know, that's taking place. And, um, but we need a lot more of them. And not only that, to where they hire in all positions, you know, the GMs, yep. the coaches, uh, and it ain't just all athletes. It's just whoever's qualified for it. You know, yep. whoever's have that qualification, they should be able to have that opportunity to be, you know, get that uh, that job and, and i uh, think i think they've done a good job especially with you know hiring more more women you know more yeah more um gotta make it inclusive you know I, you know because you know they are they are part of our game and i've never been opposed mm -hmm. to having you know a, a woman you know in the front office you know because they just yeah. as knowledgeable you know they they go through some of the same struggles that we go through you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just that it's not it's not exposed as much because you know our games are more popular they make more money but you know there are so many great women out there that make great decisions and you oh, know well, know you the game be, know the game in and out you know, the I'll be like, of all of the men yeah, yeah really they are to be honest <laughs> with you look at all the companies too <laughs> exactly without without them like i said just just being organized you know like just keeping us organized but just you know doing conducting <laughs> i mean i think that's the 
That's the balance. You know? We need that. Yeah, just conducting business, knowing yeah. what it what it takes, and it's staying focused. I think yeah. so many times, you know, we you know, as, as we talked about coming in with money and traveling, like like you lose focus. It's easy to get distracted when you're yeah. trying to be the best you possibly be. So even yeah. as we look back at like the great the great late Kobe Bryant, you know, you you played against MJ, I played against MJ. Certain players just have a, a, a different grind, a different focus. And not to say that we didn't work. We worked extremely hard as those guys. You know, I'm not going to give yeah, anyone yeah. credit for, you know, outworking me. We love the game just as much oh, as they man. Know. Yeah, they just they had the, the talent they had, the size with the size that they had. With, they took it to a whole level. When you got that yeah. size, you know, and you had and you got mastered that type of skill set, you know, you know, you become, you know, it's warranted, you know. It, right. You know, it's God given, and I um, mean that's just what it's all about, man. And, you know, it's it's where the, that's how the game is, and you know how it all transpire. You know, when we're going through it, but you know, as players, or you know, as you understand it, um, this league and and you know these owners have, you know, it, it truly has come a long way, in which I'm happy to see the growth of it. Because you look at what took place this summer um, with the uh, all the injustice that was going on um, yeah. with the Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, um, and they allowed the players to you know to, ha- to have that their voice be heard. Yeah, in which yeah. and they was leaders in that regards with with all the major organizations, you know, professional sports. The NBA became the leaders, you know, and the guys, you know, had it written all over their court. Black Lives Matter, right. quality. You know, justice all over, and they wore it on their sleeves, and that's what I loved yeah. about. And 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 the, the lead backed them, you know, which wasn't going on with a lot of professional leagues. You look what was going with NFL and so forth. So right. that's what I allow. That's what I love the growth of where the NBA yeah. has come and where it's headed. You know, because this to see the future of us, and hopefully again, with all that being said, a lot more will be done. You know, you said mentioned about the women because a lot of women are being hired. And when yeah. you look at Swin Cash being mm-hmm. a general manager up in, you know, in, in Detroit, and then you got Allison Feaster in Boston. I mean, she, I mean, Swin is in Sacramento. I'm sorry. Then you got yeah. Allison Swin and then Boston. You got Becky Hammond sitting over there in San Antonio. Birds, yeah. be a head coach mm-hmm. real yeah. soon here. It's so gonna happen, got, man. It's gonna happen, you know. So it's gonna happen. Know, that's what that's what the NBA is doing, man. They really trying to be inclusive. Inclusive with everything. And, yeah. Uh, here they, we made history the other day with two female women refing the games. Wow. You know? That was so big. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. So that's huge. Right and, and a lot of that, you know, I think we have to give credit to, like I said, just Adam Silver for his vision and not to say mm-hmm. that David Stern didn't have a vision because what David Stern did, he grew, he grew, he grew basketball. He, he made it a global game, you know, so he took it to a whole nother level. And then I think Adam Silver, like I said, he just saw, you know, the injustice, but also just putting himself in a position where, you know, he understands that it's a player's league. And that's what I always enjoyed about, you know, just being in the NBA. And, you know, that was a little bit different from college was that, you know, the head coach is his program. And if you're not on board, you know, either you're not playing or you're going to transfer in the NBA, you – I felt always felt like, you know, there was always a voice. Like you, you could always speak your mind, whether it was right or wrong. You know, you had an opinion. And in some of these other sports, you don't really see that. You know, it's kind of like, you know what? I might want to be outspoken, but, you know, in football, 
chances are you get cut, you get waived, your money's gone. So it's it's a sport where they look at basketball and say, man, we wish we could have the voice that those guys have over there. It's not even about the money. I think it's about, you know, being in a position where if something is wrong or you feel like you're mistreated, like I think you should have, you know, some insight about it, you know, be able to speak out about it. You know what I'm saying? And not yeah. be in jeopardy of losing your job. Yeah. But in, 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 in just the, what you mentioned earlier, it was, the, it's the time and, you know, timing and every, is everything, you know, the timing with, with, with Davis commissioner, David Stern may rest or so what he was able to do for the league was, was, was remarkable, you know, because back when, even before you came, it was a violent lead, very violent lead and a lot of, Drugs was really being heavily used and cocaine and so forth. And uh, and Magic came in right around him and Larry Bird in 81. And they changed, 79, they changed the whole dynamic of it. Then we got the TV package. And then here it is, and MJ came along. So a lot of things were starting to change. And then, of course, um, by time it was time to pass the torch, you know, we was in the position because, you know, we went through all the collecting bargaining situation mm -hmm. where – we got to where the players got more of a fair share. And uh, and that was on David Stern on his way out. Right. And so he, and, you know, and but Adam, you know, he was a tulich. You know, he studied. He, he was an He was behind. He was assistant. He was right. an assistant for so long. Mm -hmm. So he kind of soaked all that information up. And then again, with all the international players that we have in the league now, with we been in so many countries, the game has become so global. It's right. ridiculous, you know, having our first game over in in Africa, you know, on you on Africa soil, you know, that was the first time history having that take place. And, wow. You know, and that's how that's and with the TV package. So the game eventually, you know, now you got an African league that's happening over there. You got a Caribbean league about to take place this summer. You know, that's how big the game has grown. And Adam Silver. Understand that you know, and he understands where the lead is good, where it is, and where right. it needs to be. And the players understand that, and that's why the partnership really works well together, you know. And with the understanding, and that's why it starts with leadership, and that's why the guys was able to go out and had their voice heard, you know, because right. it all starts with leadership. When you got leadership, you know, at the top that leads in that manner. Everybody falls in line and they're able to go out and, you know, lend their voice. And that's where one voice become, it just become one as it becomes right. separately. And that's what the NBA was able to do. And that's what Adam Silver, under his umbrella, allowed the guys to do. Right. It's 2021. People can acquire self-driving cars, eat burgers made out of plants, even fly to space and rocket ships if they have the money for it. So if you could do all this futuristic stuff today, the very least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan or device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. Man, and Muggsy, man, this your ears might have been burned a few weeks ago because this we talked about you before, Tony. You mentioned uh, getting drafted by Charlotte, and you said when you came in as a rookie, you said you said, and I quote, "Your point guard skills weren't where they need to be, 
and Muggsy is checking you in camp and 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 just dogging you and making you have to to work on your handle to get it where it need to be as a rookie. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that, hey, that, that dude was still fast, man. I mean, it, it was like, you know, playing against Muggs, man, like he had a twin on the court, man. <laughs> and that's what the, see, the thing about me, it was like, you know, I was a different type of player and, and on the defensive end, you know, yeah. we had our small guards, we had our spuds and Michael Abney's and so forth, but we all brought it something different to the, to the table. Right. You know, and my thing, you know, uh, I always had the knack of make a guy think with that basketball. You know, either I'm in front of you or if I'm behind you. You know, you you wonder where I am in terms of because they know I'm coming after the ball. He coming. He's regard, coming. You know, in that regard. <laughs> so that was my way of keeping my guys occupied because as a point guard, that's their main job is to get across, to get everything up and get yeah. everybody situated. If they have a distraction doing that, then you know it takes time off the clock and so forth. So, you know that was a little thing I always kind of played with. But, and also, I think, like I said, you were just a you was a great floor floor general. You know, I, I tell people I say there's a manager, then there's a floor general. You know, mm-hmm. looking back to how you played the game, you know, because you played it at such a high level, you became a floor. You was a general, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you understood how to get guys in the right place. You talk and. Some of the things I'm kind of telling, you know, my point guards at the different grade level, I said, you can't, you can't play this game if you don't talk. I said, the one mm-hmm. thing I can look back with you is, you know, you was a leader. You know, you made sure, hey, I need you over here. You move over this way. Come set the screen here. You know, you, you're constantly talking. And this generation, because of, you know, I guess with social media, they don't have to talk a whole lot. You know, they can just, <laughs> they can text it and be like, I'm good now, you know. And I say, we you can't bring your phone on the court. I say, I can understand yeah. if you got your phone out here, you send a text message. But, dog, we need you to communicate because now when you start communicating, you'll start seeing players move differently. Players respect you, and you have to be one of the hardest working guys. And that's another thing that you that I would say about you. You, you. you practice hard. You know, even when your knees were like, you know, probably, like I said, you had the bone on bone. But I can't tell you, like, if, if he took three days off, Two or three days when he came back, that dude went extremely hard. I'm like, man, this dude, 10 years, 11 years in, he's still going as hard right here. But it also let me know he loved the game, you know. So it, it was it was like I'm willing to give my all every time I step on the court, whether it's playing, it's practice. Because we don't know, like I said, when it ends and it's over, it's over. You know, there's there was no retiring and doing what Mike did, coming back two or three times like, yeah, man, I'm going to come <laughs> back and play. No, dude, once we were done, it was like it's over. Yeah, but for sure it was over. And uh, but that's what you do, man. You know, you, you especially when I was coaching high school. You know, when I was coaching my high school back in you know a few years, I did it for three years. Um, right after I left coaching the WNBA, you know, when I was coaching the women, it was totally different. You know, coaching the female, but they were so professional. I enjoyed coaching them. But having the opportunity to coach the young guys on the high school level, you know, sending them you know, to these major universities, send one to Indiana, send one to Florida, you know, um, Kentucky, uh, no, not Kentucky, Auburn, you know, so Mm. knowing that they had the level to go to those type of universities, Florida State, you know, teaching them the student how to be, again, it goes back to what my high school coach taught me, how to be a student athlete, you know, I brought my bricks out, I had them working with my bricks, you know, making sure (laughs) how we Oh, I had the bricks out there, working defensively and all sorts of things, jumping jacks and 
right. just to get their mind off her, you know, Literally. certain things. And well, I think, I think it was developing, you can say you this know. right here, you know, you had this and I had it, is mental toughness, yeah, man. Them, I, I think, it. you know, th this generation is not, it's not anywhere near as mentally tough as, yeah, and it's different, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we had to be mentally tough. You know, you being in Baltimore, me having mm -hmm. five brothers, you know, it was like, dude, hey, man, if you ain't tough, you're not going to make it. You know, yeah. that's just the way it is. That's, and that's your mentality, but we provide, and our kids have so much right now, mm -hmm. is that they don't have to work hard for anything. It's like, you know what? This is the entitlement society. It really, it is. It is. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, too. You know, it's easy. When you quit once, you start, it's easy to quit the second time, the third time, the fourth time. Yeah. We couldn't quit. It was like, dude, no, you can't quit. You got to keep playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no other way out but to play this sport, right? If you're trying to be successful, you have a skill set, God has blessed you, you have to stay on the course. So yeah. we kept ourselves engaged, but also I think, you know, a lot of it was mental, mental toughness and, you know, just wanting to be the best, you know, and just, like I said, just fall in love with basketball, man, and, and knowing that it was going to open, open doors for us. It also allowed us to get a free education. And I say, there's nothing greater, although we made it to the NBA, I say, but, when you earn a free education, come on, man. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal for sure. Yes. But we can Absolutely. sit here talking about us all day long. I know what's gonna talk about y'all Kentucky boys, which y'all I know y'all wanna get in and talk about the connect the Kentucky connection in terms of what the Hornets been able to acquire over these years, starting with Rex Chapman back in nineteen eighty eight and then <laughs> led off to T D, you know, coming yeah. following right behind him. And uh, we had a I mean it, I'm gonna let you guys start it off. Go ahead, Sam. What you guys want to talk about that? I was I was looking it up. I mentioned Sam when I when I started to believe in Hornets. I was like, man, because like I told y'all before Tony hopped on, a lot of Kentucky fans are jumping on the Knicks because you know Julius Randle's up there, Kevin Knox is up there, Kenny Payne just left Kentucky to take an assistant coach position up there. A lot of Kentucky fans are, are big on the Knicks right now. I'm like, but that's only two guys, two, not three guys. You know, Manuel, quick, yeah, quickly, Knox, uh, Kenny Payne, Nerlens. Uh, yeah, you know, quick. A lot of those guys just happened this year, so that's that's the thing. But through the years, the Kentucky Charlotte connection, like I was saying, Mike Pratt coached Charlotte University back in the '70s. Rex Chapman was drafted by the Hornets. TD, you were there in '96. KG. They drafted Jamal McGlory. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Malik yeah. Monk. Shea Gillis Alexander was drafted by the Hornets. Mm -hmm. DJ Washington. DJ Washington. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darius Miller was drafted by the Hornets. That's right. He was. So, Got all about that. He sure uh, was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. AD was drafted by the New Orleans Hornets. I don't know how y'all feel. New Orleans, about well, you know that. that yeah, <laughs> you know, that, word. yeah that, 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 that was a little fixing right there. <laughs> you know, that was a fixing. Could have been a New Orleans Hornets slash Bobcats. Yeah. <laughs> and my, and uh, Dave Cowens is from Kentucky. He didn't go to UK, but he's from Newport. I'm about that. So yeah. it's a lot of Kentucky Charlotte yeah. interactions through the years. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. And, and Malik, I just I got to get y'all's thoughts because as explosive as he is, athletic as he is, especially when he gets hot, he's he's more streaky. But you know, we saw him drop forty seven on North Carolina in in Las Vegas that one year when he was at Kentucky. 
what are y'all's thoughts on him? I thought he and he went off last night for, for I think 36 or something like that. Malik I thought he might have been yeah, Malik went off last night. He went okay. crazy uh, last night. I thought we would have seen more of that from him. What's y'all's thoughts on what he's done since he's been to Charlotte? And we can get into some more of the UK Hornets. You got a muggy. You got well, you know, I, I'm a Malik guy. I love Malik. I really do love Malik. And I think Malik, it's it's all about TD Shinova. It's all about situations. Right. You know, it's about situation. One thing about this kid, he can score the basketball. He can score the basketball now within his this is fourth year in the league. Um yeah, I think it's four. This four, is fourth five, year. Uh, should be because Fox has got a yeah, this is got fourth year. So yeah. This is this is fourth year in the league. And once you've been around the league after that third year, you truly start to come into your own and understand, you know, what you're capable of doing, what you know you can do. And he know he can score the basketball. And for some reason, he hasn't always, and it has been consistent, but he ain't always been the guy and have an opportunity to be looked upon as a starter. You know, get out there and say, well, show me what you got, give it to me. You know, got a little luxury. No, you know, the, the, the string has always been tight with him. And you, when you're a player, you know, having that string so tight, you know, you could be really tight. And, and that can bring on the inconsistency. But right now, where I feel, where I think his head is at, he don't get, he don't care. He don't get no more. It's just like once I'm on the floor, it's all about balling. I know I'm gonna do right. it. It's a, it's a contract here. They ain't picked oh, up my it ain't picked up my option. It's like, hey, once I get on the floor, they brought in these guys. I haven't played. I'm the odd man out. You know, they got they moved on and they got other scenarios in their, you know, platform that they're trying to go with. So when my opportunity comes, I'm gonna take cold advantage of it. Right. And that's what he's doing. You know, he's taking cold because even last season, he was starting to find himself into the little, you know, to the little hiccups that happened with him, you know. But um, and that set him back a little bit. And then coming back with the COVID and, and this year kind of and then not playing, you know, that's that that takes time to find yourself and get that camera. But now he got his legs and he's feeling it and he getting this opportunity, getting minutes. You watch and see what Malik do. They, you know, so whatever plans they have for him, the plans I know he had for himself is to put the ball in the basket and ball and show that I'm capable out here and I know I belong out here. So I'm interested to see how it all plays out. And I'm kind of like you. It's funny. I'm looking at looking at uh, the finals of the uh, Toronto Orlando game. I'm like Fred Van Vliet, 54 mm. points, 11 threes. Like man. And just let you know, as Muggs is talking about, just the small guards. Now, small guards are dominant now. And, and I think we've always been dominant, but coaches have been the about – The game changed now. Yeah. The game has changed now yeah. with more of a perimeter game. Yep, yep. The big sure man is out, out of the game. Because we had – you know, because if you think back to when we played, it was more about trying to throw the ball into the power forward or to the center. But here's my – Here's my – I, I like – so PJ Washington, you know, of course, could have came out as a freshman, but went back to uh, college, and we we saw him mature and get love, better. I love he did that. And would you recommend that to, to to guys that don't have a great first year? And and there's pressure from your family, uh, your peers, 
do you think is a good idea, you know, and it just based on where you're being drafted at, if you feel like you're not having a great season, it's okay to go back, you know, oh. and, and try to do this again. Because, like I said, you haven't got drafted yet, so you can only get better. That's how I look at it. Well, absolutely. Well, for one, it depends on where you are in the draft. Right. You know, if you one, two, three, four, five, come on out. Shit, come on out. One, actually, yeah. one, two, three, four. If it's a guarantee that you one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to top ten, and, you know, because of where the money is now, it's totally different than where it was when we came out. Right. I was the 12th player chosen, you know, back in 87, and I signed for four years, three, four years for a million dollars. Oh, gosh. You got the 12 player now, shit, he's starting off at four million. Right. So, you know, it's it's, it's a whole new different ball game in, in, in today's game. So it all depends on, you know, especially the situation. But, you know, if you're in a situation like PJ was, you know, because PJ, he went wound up going 12 and he wasn't, you know, sure enough when he first made that decision that he was going to be in that top tier. So he decided right. to go back to school, you know, and work on a few things. And look what he did, worked on the shot. You know, he worked on that shot to now he was able to feel comfortable enough to where when he came, even last year, you know, he was able to uh, uh, get a little comfortable with shooting the basketball, you know, being able to uh, – feel a little bit around the basket and that's what you need for him. You know, you need him to continue to, to grow because you see the growth in him. You know, the game has, again, it's a small ball type of game and he right. fits in right now in that scenario. And, uh, and he's getting comfortable and confident enough. And, you know, you're averaging what about 17 points right now. Mm. And uh, so, you know, that's a big jump from 12 to 17 as a rookie. Right. You know, so that's a, a, a sign in the, in the right direction. And, and also, I, I think for Fox too, when you see two of your two of your former players from college get max deals, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's you know, at the end of the day, you like, man, you know, not to say where my money's at, but them dudes' game never fell off because what they did was they stayed focused. You know what I'm saying? Like, like and what I said earlier, some players get distracted, some players stay focused. And your distractions sometimes can take you out the league before you know it. You know, he, mm -hmm. he he was lucky that, you know, they didn't give up on him. But sometimes it's like, hey, you know what? We can always get a 6'3", six, 6'4 six, guard to come in and, and be a specialist. So either, excuse me, you got to have the right vet or just the right person to have conversations. Hey, listen, man, this thing could end really fast. You know, you could be in, you could be out. And before you know it, you're out the league because you're not like, 610, 611, when they'll give you a couple more shots at it. you know, mate, he's so talented. He's young. He's he's uh he's a, a prospect, you know, he has potential. But when you're a guard, dude, you can't you you have to be focused. So what he's seeing is that Bam and Fox, them dudes, they got their money, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they went they went got a lot of money because they stayed focused and, and his opportunity was there just like their opportunity was, but Sometimes when you lose, you get distracted, man. It's like, hey, your game, you look at your game and be like, man, is, is it my game? It's like, no, dude, it's what you're doing off the court. It, it, and that has something to do with it. And, and, and again, you know, it also depends on, like I said, the situation. It all depends what type of vets you have around you. Right. You know, and all that kind of plays into one's development, one's growth. 
And unfortunately for, you know, for Lee, he didn't have that. I didn't think he had that guy steady. You need that steady guy that's yeah. in your ear that's telling you and saying that and keeping you grounded and not allowing you to, to go off and wander off and start to explore. Because we all know this NBA is a fantasy lifestyle now. It's a <laughs> fantasy world. And, you know, you can get caught up in it very quickly. And, you know, for these kids, now that the level where this money is at, you know, it's, it's, it's no care anymore. Like, hey, well, shit, I, I'm sad. I'm upset, you know, but not understanding the reality of when it's cut off, then, you know, it's hard to get back in, you know, and, you know, but I think, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see how the story plays out because the more time he's on the floor, the more it's going to be positive for him. And like I said, right. I don't know what plans they have for him, but wherever situation he go to, or if he does it, if he stay over here, it, it, he he's I, I can see Malik in the next two years wherever he's at or wherever he's in his career he's a be he's been talked about and being a reckon into one of the elite rising shooters in LA. I forgot to mention Nick Richards too, the rookie. Nick is there mm-hmm. too. Where's I mean like you mentioned- forget about the twins. I'm talking about the Harrison? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of them was. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Uh, was it the yeah. Andrew? Or- mm-hmm. Andrew? Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, I forgot to put that. So where's Nick playing? I know y'all talking about Zeller was hurt and out. And I know he's a rookie. Tony talks about the big guys get a little more leeway because they have potential. Where Where's Nick at in the in the scenario for as far as the Hornets are concerned, fellas? He's watching just like we are right now. Uh, <laughs> don't say that, man. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Sam, give him a chance, man. Opportunity. Yeah. We just we were talking about opportunity, play. Sam. Tell that to Brago. <laughs> you talking about the big fella? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the Hornets, the Hornets walked away with two big Richardson. men in the second round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick Richards and Vernon yeah. Carey. Richards yeah. is with the team. Vernon yeah. is in the G League bubble. I, oh, so man. that's a positive for Nick Richards. But we haven't right. seen anything from him yet. Some like little yeah. appearances in the it, preseason. I'm I'm hopeful, but I, it just hasn't been rolled out yet. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the the skill set is where more or less, you know, possibly a block shot blocker, you know, rebounder and that sort of thing. And they need that for sure. Um, right. but I don't know what he's been showing in practice and so forth. And um during the preseason, you know, wasn't much. You know, and again, you know, when you're thrown out there for a few minutes, it's hard to really, you know, really get going and showcase what you're capable of doing. So um, who knows? You may get the the call with the situation now. And then, like I said, when that call, when you get that call, you got to be ready. That's it. I got to ask Muggsy, because I I honestly don't know. And I'm I'm curious. I couldn't have this chance to talk to you and not ask you. You going down to Wake Forest, you know, down there in Winston-Salem, being from Baltimore, what was the recruiting process like? What what was John Thompson and Lefty Drizel doing to let you get out of the state of Maryland? That's that's my question. No, well, actually, um, Lefty Maryland did. They they wanted us, but we wasn't going to Maryland. Uh, Coach wasn't going to let us go to Maryland because of a situation that happened with – Lynn Bias. 
not with Limbaugh's, with our guy Ernie Graham. Ernie Graham. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, right. former player of ours. We felt coach felt like he, you know, they did Ernie wrong. So none of us wasn't going to Maryland. Okay. And, um, we, you know, in Georgetown, uh, I could have went to Georgetown. You know, coach because David Wingate was already there. He, you know, he was a hit, one year hit of me and Reg. And then when Reg decided to go to Georgetown, you know, Coach Thomas wanted me to come, but he had Michael Jackson at the time. And Michael Jackson was only a sophomore, you know, and, and you know, he promised Michael and he told me, and I ain't, I was in a situation where I ain't want to have to go and try to beat nobody out for three years and all that mess. And, um, and plus it was in DC. And, but I looked at more or less the situation, you know, Wake Forest was a challenge for me academically, as well as, um, it was an opportunity to play in one of the toughest conferences, which was the ACC. Mm -hmm. And my mom, and we came, my mom couldn't afford to be going to traveling to games. So she can just turn on the tube every Saturday morning and watch our baby play. Yeah. Um, so the situation for Winston, of course, it was a culture shock. <laughs> Coming from <laughs> the city of Baltimore and then all of a sudden down here with you know, a bunch of uh, white folks. Uh, but it was an opportunity for me to grow, you know, how to interact with other folks. And, right. uh, it was a challenge, but again, knowing how I am, you know, I was able to adjust. And um, you know, you, you take your street smarts and you in you intertwine that with your intellect, you know, you're able to do, you know, you can get along with anybody, you know, you can make that work. And the situation that I wanted to for myself, you know, that's what I needed. You know, I need that 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 challenge, that balance, you know, and wait for us. The situation for me, you know, I knew I was gonna play. Um, I mean, playing with some good players, you know, Delaney Rudd, who was fortunate enough to make the NBA, Delaney, Danny Young, as well as Kenny Green. Um, mm. You know, the situation was great for me, and man, it, you know, like I say, it was the best decision I made as a young man. Yeah, I definitely had to ask. And I got to ask you, too, this NFL question. Being from Baltimore, mm. but you're a pillar in the city of Charlotte. Yeah. Are you a Panthers fan? Are you a Ravens fan? Are you still oh, yeah. Colts left town? Where Where are you at? Oh yeah, uh, you said it both. I'm a Panther and a Ravens fan. I'm both. <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, I'm both. You better believe it. I'm both. When they playing each other, I'm rooting for them all. Yeah, yeah. And when they playing each other, you know, I'm rooting for them both. Whoever win, win. You know, that's just how I go. You well, know, that's where my loyalty lies. Now, now, now that we talk about NFL, who are you picking to win? The Super Bowl. You know me. I'm going for that man that's been there nine times, about to make his tenth uh, entry. And uh, and the reason I say that is that I know everybody got Kansas City. Yeah. And rightfully so, because that young fella is doing some amazing things, along with Tyree Hill and and Kelsey and the boys over there. But I guess it's something about Tom Brady. He finds a way. Yeah, he finds a way. When you got guys like them, they only come around in a lifetime, you know. And he, if he got an opportunity, it's going to happen for him. And with the defense now playing lights out football, and with right. Kansas City missing their two outside linemen, I mean, could be a problem. Be, that could be a lower, you know, challenger for Pat Mahomes to have to get out of that pocket very quickly. But, yeah. You know, they got Kansas City giving Tampa Bay three. You know, that's not enough. Right. I got Tampa Bay, man. I think okay. I got Tampa Bay. So you got Tampa. Sam, got who do you Tampa. have? 
Oh man, I'm not. I'm from St. Louis, and I stopped mm. watching the NFL when they took my Rams away. I'm not <laughs> the person that. Rightfully so. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll back. Bad. I'll back the other team from Missouri. I'll back. Yeah, the I got Matt for Stafford. Yeah. Exactly. Vinny. I think it's. I'm gonna go Kansas City, and I'm gonna say they're gonna they're gonna win 31 to 20 again this year, just like they oh. did last year. Oh, 31 to 20. The first. <laughs> First team to go back to back by the same score as they won mm. the previous year with. I'm saying right, I, might, I might have to write that down. I might have to put okay, that down. You know, but, but quick, I'm, I'm gonna go back to basketball quickly. Uh, so, who do you think will be the face of the NBA once LeBron LeBron finishes? He retires. Who will be the next face that we can say is gonna carry the torch for the next ten years? Who do you who do you see that guy being? Well. You know, I guess folks want to say Giannis. You know, I guess they want to say Giannis by him winning MVPs multiple times. And, you know, they wish he probably would have won the championship. Right. You know, and so forth. But, you know, you would say that. But, I mean, it's whoever's going to emerge, man. I mean, is Kawhi Leonard, is he going to step out? You know, at one point he almost was – that guy after he won a championship in Toronto, you know, going to the Clippers and, you know, now that kind of died off because of what happened in the bubble last season. So, right. you know, who's going to emerge? Who's going to emerge? You know, is, is it going to be, is it going to be Luca? Is it going to be Luca? Is he going to be the guy? Do you think, do you think, do you think Zion, Zion is, is no. a good face? I don't think Zion, well, he don't has that, instinct to be that guy right. like a LeBron was. You right. know, I thought if Ben Simmons was able to hit a jump shot and develop <laughs> any type of jump shot, he would have been that guy. He, he, he would have been a good ambassador. If he would have been able to hit and start to grow and get confidence like LeBron did, yeah. grow and get confidence in his shot, and now where he is, he could have been that guy. But, you know, who knows where the lead may be. I don't know, man. I, I think it's and B could change a lot of things too now, but then again, you got Kevin Durant too. That's right down there. That's that yeah, but most, decide, most of our guys. But just think about the guys you're naming. Like, like they're older guys. Like right yeah. now, they need that first, second year guy. Like that. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's gonna be somebody. I don't yeah, know if it's gonna be a, a future player. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It could be someone in America. It could be a job Morant, you know? Young mm. fella that's doing his thing and really electrifying. It could be a little kid that's a little mellow ball that's starting to emerge. And, right. And maybe one day the elevators game to that status, you know? Trey Young, I mean, who knows? But I, he won't be that guy. Trey Young won't be that guy to be right. the face of the league, you know? But, you know, Anthony Davis. Anthony Stavis is only, what, 26 years old, 27 years old? Yeah, 26, 27. Yeah. So uh, he was, years left. you would think yeah. he would, he got how many years, you say? I think he got, he got about seven. No, I think with him. Damn, only seven. LeBron has 36 right now in his 18th season. So you would think he got a lot more than that. <laughs> you would think he got at least about 10 more years, you know, you would think for AD. Well, he get hurt a lot, you know? He get hurts a lot, and yeah. that kind of negates him possibly being that guy. But who knows, man? Who knows going to be the face when LeBron leaves and 
LeBron possibly who knows how long he gonna play. You think he gonna play four say, more years? Or he may still I be think, playing in ten years. I think he got another two years at the most. He gonna play with Bronny. He gonna yeah. play with Bronny. You know, with the first LeBron, Bronny got to be able to have a skill set to get there. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. He ain't the best player on his team. <laughs> That's true. Too. Yeah, he, he can want to play with them all he want. <laughs> That's true. TD froze up. We gotta get him, get yeah. him back. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. true. As far as Bronny, for sure. But, but yeah, man, I I gotta get ready to get up off here though. I don't know how long y'all got. How long y'all got? Oh, we was we was good. Yeah, I get Tony unfroze, but yeah, definitely. Oh, just TD back. Oh, I was gonna ask y'all too about um. Uh, Oh, about John Cheney when he passed away. Did you get? Did you have? Oh. You get to know John? He passed. Away. I mean, a legend at Temple. Did you cross paths with him at any point in time? Co- yeah, Coach Cheney was such a. I mean, he was a, a pioneer of the game. Um, just spoke with him and uh, always been pleasant. I never had the opportunity to play for him, uh, but just uh, you know what he brought to the game, his knowledge, his mentorship that he had uh, with his players. A lot of guys really love playing for. For coach, I mean, they just talk about coach. I mean, relentlessly in terms of what he was able to uh, 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 bring, uh, obtain to uh, give, uh, pass on to them, off on the court as well as off the court. So, uh, and I listen to a lot of the uh, old coaches, a lot of his colleagues talk about, you know, what he all meant and uh, and how much uh, a joy he was in terms of the coach against. So. Uh, definitely gonna miss him, and uh, he definitely uh, will uh, a man will be missed for quite some time. Yeah, we was talking about Coach Cheney, TD. Just saying, uh, yeah, yeah, just remarkable guy, man. Uh, like I say, he you know did so much for our game, and you think about just you know just living the way he lived, and you know being an ambassador. I mean, you got to look at so many guys you know wanted to go to Temple and play, and you know and and you know, be a part of what he was starting there. Yeah, it, it was always fun just hearing him just be so knowledgeable about the game. But he he loved Temple. Temple was was home for him. You know, when you think about just, you know, all the players that came out of Temple at the time and he was getting most – he was getting the best players out of Philly. But, you mm-hmm. know, it was – like I said, it was a culture thing that, you know, when, you, when I look back, like, you know, playing for like a John Thompson, John Chaney, uh, Nola Richardson, you know, our parents wanted us to go to those kind of, you know, universities and play for those guys. I know my mom was a huge fan of Nola Richardson and it was tough, tough decision to go to Kentucky when, you know, your mom wants you to go somewhere to be coached by, you know, a black coach, but also a coach that was successful. And, and that's the difference. You know, you want to always put your, your son or daughter in position of having someone that's a good mentor, someone could teach them how to be successful. And when you look back, you know, at like, you know, uh, Coach Cheney, uh, Coach Thomas, you know, um, you know, even though the rich, you know, just having conversation with him, I'm like, man, you know, this dude, he understands what life is about, you know, because they lived, they lived in a different era than we did. So, you know, it's always remarkable, you know, just to look back at, you know, what John, uh, what John Cheney did for, for basketball. And I know, Mug, you say you're about to hop off. I got to, I just got to tell y'all real quick. Well, Two quick things. I was listening to to Bomani Jones' podcast the other day, 
and he had Vernon Maxwell on there. And <laughs> he said, Mad Max said, y'all get it in on the golf course. And he said, you ain't nothing to mess with on the links. He said, short daddy is something else on the links. <laughs> my man, Mad Max. Yes, sir. But we be going at it. That's my dog, dad. You know, he lives here in Charlotte as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of players have retired in this area, man. And that's the joy, you know, that we have that small fraternity. You wish TD alluded to being a small percentage of making this lead. You know, that fraternity, man, it's, it's the bonds that you build with these guys. And having a guy like V Max out there on them links like that, man, enjoying times, that's what it's all about. Oh, Big Daddy, Big Daddy, he hits a long too. Yeah. Oh, he's a long hitter. He's a long hitter. And, oh. and I know y'all, I know Dale Curry plays with y'all. His sister Jackie is like the mm -hmm. big sister I never had. She called me little bro. Jackie is my big sister, man. So I just had to give her a shout out while I was on here talking to you. Man. Oh, Jack, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my girlfriend. Absolutely. Yeah. Her uh Eric played college ball up here at Tusculum, which is a mm -hmm. little just a few minutes away from where we live. So we went over there and watched him play and, and met up with her and stuff. They okay. good people, man. Love, yeah. love Jackie, man. Yeah, Jackie's good people, man. Dell, the whole family, man. That's that's my cat there. We were just talking yesterday. You know, he's still here. We've been here for gosh, we've been here for so a minute. Long. Yeah, right. we've been here since '88. Wow, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. TD, we gotta tell him about lots of rain before we get off of here because TD got his own watch. He got his, he, you know, pretty much part owner of a watch company. <laughs> they got. They got a national championship edition for, for Kentucky winning 96. La Terrain got a special watch. TD's been Ooh. in. And they sponsored. What you got, TD? Hey, man. You know what? Like I said, when you said reinvent yourself, man, uh, Dave came to me with the idea of like having a watch and being a part of uh, of a brand. Actually, it's out of Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, which yeah. is, you know, um, when, it, when, it, when he called me, I was like, I don't know a lot about watches, but hey, if there's a chance we make a little money, you know, I'll do what I can on the social media side, but just getting to know them as partners and, you know, uh, seeing that they're getting ready to, like you said, have a 25th anniversary watch for us and win our championship in 96, you know, just kind of giving us some ideas, you know, what I thought would be a cool watch, cool look. And uh, we should have that watch available. It's only going to be 96 of them made. And uh, I think they're coming out right around March Madness. So we're trying to market them then and you know get them get them in the hands of some jewelers and some people in kentucky because you know how much they love kentucky basketball oh you know boy hey king of the bluegrass yeah <laughs> you, know, you know we i remember that i'm like we came up there and went through that too yes as a high school year, yeah, we came up there we just ran through that tournament but I, yeah but that's what it is about yeah. hey, 60 and 0 man can nobody yeah, yeah. hey it is, yeah, it speaks for itself, Mug. <laughs> yeah. Man, we I appreciate you, man. Yeah. We tell everybody, you know, believe in Hornets, just like us. We are available wherever everybody's podcasts are, where you can get them. When y'all recording and, and what y'all got coming up next? Stan, go ahead, Stan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, new episodes every Wednesday, um, 5 a.m. They hit all the, all the feeds. Uh, so, Please subscribe, believe in Hornets and all that. And we're covering the Hornets, the ins and outs. Uh, it's been an up and down season thus far. We don't, no one knows what's going to happen next. We can go on a winning streak and go on a losing streak. That's part of the fun. So uh, if you want to check any of that out and hear from the great Muggsy Bogues about it, like who better to hear about Charlotte Hornets basketball than Muggsy Bogues? Are you kidding me? So um, that's the podcast. And we're, we're here every Wednesday. 
ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done